Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week, uh, by a new guest, someone who, who's not done this show before, so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, Zach Ruggiero. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. For this week's episode, we're going to be, this is going to be part one of a two-part retrospective look at the... Uh, directorial filmography of Alexander Payne. So, uh, so, so for, we're so we're really covering four films this week: Citizen Ruth, um, Election, About Schmidt, and Sideways. And then next week we'll be talking about The Descendants, Nebraska, Downsizing, and The Holdovers. So that'll be what we're covering next week. But this week we're covering the first four films. Um, I was unable to find Citizen Ruth. Like it's surprisingly more difficult to find than I was expecting. Um, but but Zach has seen it. Zach yes. film, so Zach yes, can... Because uh, you're a, a, big, a big fan. Started watching the, the films for the purposes of this, and I don't get it. Um, yeah, so this will be interesting, because he's, he's, one of my, he's become one of my favorites over time, definitely. I um mm. I wouldn't say he's necessarily my number one favorite director or anything like Is that. Is that Adam McKay? No, it's not Adam McKay. I'm not even. It's probably Paul Thomas Anderson, if I'm being honest. But uh, Payne, oh, I just find his work to be. I I I'm just such a fan of the human. The, the I, I'm such a fan of the way he does his characters. They all feel so human to me. I mean, we're gonna get into this more in-depth when we actually touch on the films. But I think if I was picking one thing that's my favorite element about him as a director, it's how he crafts his characters and the performances he gets from his actors. Um, no, I, I think in terms of performances, I, I do agree that, like, generally the performances are all good. I, I just do not get into the more emotional aspects of his films like that i can i can tell what he's doing what he's saying what he's trying to achieve with his films but they just do not connect with me but yes yeah, so, so to start off citizen ruth is is sort of first real feature film i i i don't know i i did a bit of reading on what this film was it's it's from what i gather it's a film about abortion or like abortion rights or or something to that effect am i incorrect yeah it's it's a bit messy you can tell it's a first feature but if you're summing it up into one brief synopsis it's it's a satire about the abortion issue in america basically and he does he does do a good job of he's he's making fun of the pro-choice and the pro-life crowds i'm sure it's very Mm -hmm. it's very even with its satirization you can tell he's more himself on the pro-choice side, but mm-hmm. he he doesn't really hold back on skewering either side, which I do appreciate. It doesn't it doesn't feel preachy or anything, and it feels this an election I think do feel a little isolated from the rest of his filmography because they're mm-hmm. they're pure comedies, while the rest of his films mm-hmm. are more they're more dramas with comedic elements. Like you've seen Election, mm-hmm. right? I've seen. Election, yeah, this yeah. is. This is similar in tone to Election of how it's a 
obscure political satire. This is definitely a lot messier than Election, which is understandable, first feature, and all that. Mm. It's not my favorite of his. It would rank, it's it's in the bottom three. I do still like it. There's things I appreciate about, about it. Uh, it's pretty funny, for the most, which is probably the most important thing for a satire. That's number one. Its number one goal is to make you laugh. I did laugh at the film. I do just think it's compared to a director you brought up earlier, who I appreciate a lot, Adam McKay. I always feel like his stuff is a little more. It's a little more pointed. You can really tell what he's trying to say. I mean, I don't know. Like, is there anything you really want to say about Citizen Ruth? Because, because I, I haven't seen it, so this is this is really down to you. Like, how much you want to to say about this film? Because yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's a hard one to. Not really, honestly. It's a good film. If people are if people find themselves being interested in Payne's work, I recommend they see it. It's a good film. It's funny, but it's overall it's it's definitely minor and it feels like a first time director. I don't think we have to spend too much time on it, yeah. Um what would you give it out of ten, just sort of for comparison's sake, so we can I gave it a seven. But uh we move on to election. Um, which is the first Alexander Payne film I, I, I've seen, uh, and it's very much, very easily my favorite one of what I have seen. Um, I think it, it, I think it's genuinely quite funny. I, I, I think what I've found with his films so far is that they're all sort of mildly amusing, and as a handful of moments where I'm sort of like, ah, oh, that's that's a that's a decent joke. But election, you know, is like a is I think a legitimately I think it's a legitimately great film. Um and I and I think it 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 also helps, you know, like it came you know it came out in nineteen ninety nine, which you know as far as I'm concerned is the best year of cinema just in general because it's like you, you look at nineteen ninety nine and like what how did just every great film come out in this year? And I think you know, it's not like Election is like one of the best films per se, so like top of the top best films, but it, it you know, it, it is, it's still very good and I do really like it a lot. And yeah, it's it's the, my favorite Alexander Payne film of what I have seen. Yeah, that's a, that's a surprisingly common, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say surprising, but it it's a, it's a fairly, it's a decently common opinion, actually. I see a lot of people say Election is their favorite. It's my second favorite. I love it. It's... I think this film is a complete riot. It's a blast. It's like you said, it's truly very funny. Uh, the mm. it is maybe my favorite Reese Witherspoon performance that I've seen. I think she that uh, the character of Tracy Flick is an iconic one that is helped by her performance and partially pains of writing. I really also like Matthew Broderick in this mm. a lot. He just the way he mm. plays, he's almost like a typical pain protagonist that you would mm. see in his later films where he's like kind of like this sad sack guy who's uh, kind of a loser, honestly. So that is sort of a tie in between citizen Ruth. It's a satire like citizen Ruth and also has that sort of sad sack middle-aged male at its center. Like most of his future films would. Yeah. I think this film, you know, it's sort of in the hands of like a different filmmaker. It could be, like this is the this is the kind of film I feel like where if I sort of you could sort of read the plot synopsis and it could go sort of either way. Like I feel like in terms of 
how well it would work at what it's doing. Like, I, I think it could sort of, it feels like it's on that border of being this great sort of, yeah, hilarious comedy and, and sort of falling over into just sort of something a bit crap. I, I think it 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 it, it, ha- it toes a nice line of like does work well for what it is like it 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 it, it knows what it's doing and it, and it's pl- and it's pitching itself at the right level and I think that's really important because I think a lot of films like there are like you know not not to name films per se but like I've definitely seen films where it feels like they are not pitching themselves at the level that they should be like they, they, they they're trying to pitch themselves to something either more or less than what they are and they sort of don't work but i think this film is pitched at a level where it knows what it's doing and it largely succeeds in what it is doing yeah and i think everyone knows what they're doing too every member of the cast is really on the same level no one's overplaying it too hard no one's underplaying it uh which is really important for satire because sometimes in the satire you can get in bad satires, you can get some people who are think it's like sort of like this really deadpan satire, and they're playing it pretty serious. And then you get someone mm. who's trying to be larger than life. And I think everyone knows the wavelength this film is on, and they do a really good job of it. I specifically I want to shout out uh, Chris Klein as uh, Paul Paul in this. Mm. I think he's really funny. And um, mm. when he's when they're doing the little sequence uh, right before the third act where they're all the night before the election he makes me laugh a lot and he uh he's talking about he's like oh, god i just want to thank you for giving me a piece that i've been told is slightly above average or whatever he says that makes me laugh every time his delivery on that is really good uh yeah i mean yeah i i think i'd have to agree with you that this is the best reese witherspoon performance i've seen i i think yeah i think reese witherspoon's very great i i do think matthew broderick I also think he does a really uh, good job in this film. And I do like this sort of, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of it's just sort of this, this um, yeah, this teacher who just wants to fuck over this high school student. Like he, like it's a very, it's like, it's an incredibly like, yeah, narcissist, selfish thing to, to do. And I think that creates a great setup. You know, it's, it's this guy who, is just being a dick for for no reason, like like it, it, it's it, there's no justifiable way in which he there's no like reason he should be doing what he is doing. Yeah, it's completely petty. There's no justification given at all. But I think that works in this context for for a comedy. I think it's okay if the plot stems from something that's inherently quite petty. Like it's like like I think that's fine. I think with a comedy, you can sort of be a bit more like it doesn't have to be that deep. Like it, it can just be he just want you know he's being incredibly petty and doesn't want her to do well. And I think that's great. I think that really adds something. And it it it, it in the sense of it doesn't yeah because because comedy you know. A lot of comedy, a lot of great comedy, I think, is is it doesn't you kind of need you don't need to have not all the like sometimes, but not always. You can just have sort of simple setup that like you don't need everything to be the most like well rounded thing, you know. It's often oftentimes I find it's even funnier when you can just be 
if if handled well in the hands of someone who's talented, if when a comedy just goes full unserious with its plot, a lot of times it's even. Fun. And I do want to. I know you're not uh, American, but I do just want to shout out how the for, the foresight of this film for uh, the American election cycles that came after, particularly 2016, where you have a woman who is clearly more qualified and the most qualified candidate running for office, and then you have just the, a guy who's a complete doofus who just last minute gets put up against her, and everyone just wants to vote for him because they hate her, and people just hate her for no reason. They just think she's annoying and they want to take her down. It's very uh, very predictive of how uh, American elections would go in the 21st century for a film that came out in 1999. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, th- I think, to be honest, I think if this is how every Alexander Payne film was sort of made like if it was more just the vanova comedy i think i would like them more but i I think that the thing with this is is it doesn't really feel like it's trying to be as emotionally resonant as i feel like his other films are and and i don't think that works for me in the same way like i'm 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 fully i i don't have a problem with a, a filmmaker or a writer wanting to make a film that is trying to be emotionally resonant resonant and have this emotion this emotional side to it but i think it needs to be done well and i and i don't think uh, i mean it doesn't just it doesn't work in the same way i think his comedy works i think it's like because this film is, is is a is a very good film and I, it's my favorite and i think is it not really trying to be this big emotional thing whereas you know about schmidt and sideways and and and, so, and the other one and, you know i mean i've seen the, i mean i've seen the holdovers but you know about schmidt and sideways which we'll get onto later on are films that are trying to be more emotionally they're, they're meant to get you in the, you know they're meant to hit you in the get you in the feels and i don't think it works in that same way yeah and that's understandable i mean i think I think for that reason is why a lot of people would agree with you and call this their favorite of his films. I just, we'll get to it later when we get with it to those films, but I do find emotional resonance in his other stuff, so that's why I still like yeah. that direction he has in his other films. But, I mean, not to put down not to put down election at all for not having emotional resonance. I love it. It's- yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and this was uh, Alexander Payne's first Oscar nomination Correct. Um, yes, it, this got a. It was a best or adapted or original screenplay. I don't remember. Uh, it says it's adapted screenplay here. Okay. His first Oscar nomination of seven that he's received. Yeah, it's just interesting because I feel like elections that kind of film that like it, depending on the year, like in a modern year, like it could squeeze into screenplay, but I don't know if it necessarily would in in like. I, I think the the Oscars sort of the very hit or miss. I feel like some like sometimes the Oscars sort of feel like they go for sort of an outsider, sort of like a, a film that like you know deserves it, or sometimes they just sort of go for like what's getting into Best Picture this year. We'll just nominate five yeah. of those for this category. Um, and a lot of times a film like this, they almost deem as like too unserious, and they won't touch it at all just because they think it's below them. Yeah, but the like, film was pretty the, 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 pretty critically acclaimed, so that helped yeah. it. But yeah, I, I do like Election a, a lot. I, I mean, I, I bought, I've got it on DVD. That's how I first watched it because I was like, I've, I've heard this is a good film, and I, and I do really enjoy it. And I, and I, yeah, I, I think it. I, I don't. The ending is a bit like I, I, I sort of, I like that this film 
it plays with this it sort of has the structure of Matthew Broderick you know the entire film he's trying to fuck over Reese with a spoon and 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 her goals and by the end he he's the one who's in you know he comes out worse from doing this yeah. you know it's it's this sort of mm-hmm. obsessive quality this whole obsession about you know this person and it, in the end it he ends up you know like alone and and everything's just ends terribly for him you know and which i think yeah, kind of ruins his life and I think that's a, and you know, and you know, like I think that's an interesting idea of of looking at obsession and how it can get overtake you and and ruin your life. You know, like a, a couple months ago now, we I looked at Promising Young Woman on the podcast, and that's also a film about obsession and how it can, you know, ru- you know, and, and like the, the way obsess. And I think obsession is a is a really interesting idea and a, and a really interesting theme to cover in a film and sort of like is this you, you know because because like films about obsession generally it doesn't work at you know fit, like whiplash for example again also covered on the podcast you know it, that's a film about obsession and it i think it adds a whole new level you know films about obsession i find very interesting because so often it's like seeing how, it's interesting to see how far a character will go to achieve a goal and what they're willing to lose to achieve that goal. And I mean, that's the, again, that's the whole point of Whiplash, you know, Promising Young Woman deals with that and Election as well deals with that. And I think it is interesting to look at that idea and see how it affects. I mean, I also find it interesting to see how it affects not just the character who is obsessed, but how it affects the people around them and how they react to it as well. I think it's a really great theme and concept to deal with in a film in, in just stories in general yeah it's really interesting all those films you mentioned i'm a big fan of so i think and i had never even really thought of um obsession as a theme the same way you were bringing it up uh, being me personally being such a big fan of it but as you're bringing up these films and i'm realizing i like all of them yeah it is it's a definitely a really interesting topic to cover all the time to re- i do like i do I, I do like it and i do think there's a lot to uh, enjoy in it um but i think and you know the ending sort of with uh tracy reese the prince character you know being like with congressman you know i i think yeah it's interesting that like he tried all of this and it still didn't work you know and it, 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 it yeah it just points out the the fruitlessness of this endeavor of like he tried all of this and it just did not work you know and i think that's i I really like that i think that's a really interesting way of like you know to 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 element and and topic to to deal with but yeah i I really like collection i give it an eight out of ten yeah it's one of my uh it's one of my all-time favorite satires i i have it at a 10 it's one of the few pain films that i have a 10 i can re i've rewatched it several times i i can throw it on whenever i can watch it from whenever and I have a blast every single time. I think it's, mm. I think it's amazing. So then we move. So then we continue on with about Schmidt, which I watched yesterday. Um, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I wasn't. I think this is probably my least favorite Alexander Payne film I've seen so far. I, I, I wasn't really taken by it. I the first time I watched it, I had a similar experience. I was not a big fan of it at all. On rewatch, I definitely liked it more. 
like grow on mm-hmm. me a bit, particularly the I think the Nicholson performance is strong. Um, yeah. And which it, it would have to be because the film is so reliant on that. You're following him for quite literally the entire runtime, basically. It, for some reason, something just didn't click it with it for me on the first watch, and I didn't really like it. I liked it a bit more on the rewatch uh, a couple months ago that I did when we had first talked about doing this podcast. And um, mm. he, it, it just clicked a bit more. I was a bit more charmed by it. I want to say I still, it's still nowhere near a favorite of mine of his uh, works. I'm interested. I think it, it, it really felt like it. I, I, I liked the ideas. It was do- like, this is the thing. I think here's the thing I found with Alexander Payne is I really like the ideas that his films are dealing with. It's just the execution that doesn't quite land. And I think this film, for me, it, it really feels like it, especially towards the end, like the, that final scene where he reads the, um, the letter, it, it feels like it's trying to make you, yeah, it's trying to get you emotionally invested in it and make you, like, cry and i find that generally uh, annoying i i think i find it like i I, i'm not again i'm fine you know if a film is you know it's not that i don't mind i have a problem with crying at a film i just think some films they're so that's what they're so blatantly trying to do and that annoys me more than i feel like because it just sort of feels like that's kind of you know, and I, and I don't think it it really works, and I and I found it incredibly meandering, which is arguably the point of it, but I don't really enjoy that too much. Like unless there's a character that I really enjoy following, I I don't really. This film just feels yeah, a lot of it is just sort of meandering about, and I think it it sort of could have been trimmed down by a little bit, and it would have been infinitely more. Um, engaging i think and i would have enjoyed it a lot more if it sort of trimmed the fat a bit you know um but i I know that you know and i know a lot of people do like this film you know and, and, and i understand that but it just is not this is not the kind of film that i really get a lot out of it um it's interesting for me uh, one of the things you specifically singled out as um, that is your least favorite thing about it, the ending with the letter. That actually mm-hmm. is, I think, my favorite part. Because weirdly enough, even though for 95% of the runtime or whatever, even on my rewatch, I was thinking the same thing you were talking about, how I found it was kind of meandering. It was a bit, and his other films can be a bit meandering too, but with this one, I just wasn't as taken with uh, Nicholson's character as I am with his characters in Payne's characters in some of his other films. And so like, there was a couple times where it's kind of like, all right, like we can get moving here. Like the RV scene with the other couple. Like uh, there's a couple times oh, where God, yeah. it was just, I was just a bit like, all right, like let's speed this up a bit. But for some reason, for whatever reason, even though I never particularly felt too attached to the main character, the ending got even though I could tell it was manipulative, I knew what you were exactly like you were saying. I know exactly what it's going for. Uh, it it's not subtle at all. It's clearly trying to be this big emotional climactic yeah. moment. But for some reason, I was just like, oh man, like 
I don't know when when and maybe just is that Nicholson's such a good actor that when he starts crying, I'm automatically like, oh man, like that's sad. And so I, it's probably largely because of him. But for whatever reason, yeah, that ending scene, it just it did hit me in the feels a little bit. I have to say, despite not loving the film up to that point. Um. Yeah, I, I want to make it clear. I think Jack Nicholson is far and away the best part of this film. Like, it's it's hard yes. to... I mean, he's one of the best at, to ever do it. Like, he's he's one of the greatest actors of all time. It's it's hard to, to not, like, think he's great in it, you know? And I, and I think, yeah, again, it's, it's hard to... Because it's Jack Nicholson. It's like, I don't think I've ever seen him give a bad performance, you know? He's, like, yeah, consistently always... A great you know and i've seen him in i've seen him in a few things and he's not always like his nicholson best like there are definitely levels to that and I, this isn't like pop tier jack nicholson but like this is it's it's solid jack nicholson you know this was sort of towards the end of his career like he was you know this was like sort of one of his last performances this was his last oscar nomination if i recall correctly i believe and i think he does carry some i think if if it wasn't Nicholson in this part, I probably wouldn't. I probably like this film even less than I already do, and I and I don't hate this film. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a perfectly fine movie that I just don't have anything to. Um, yeah, I just don't have anything really major about it that I connected with, and I and I think yeah, again, it it feels like I. I do, and I do like the idea of like he his wife dies and he sort of has to sort of deal with that. I do like that that that's what that film that sort of the film is, and I and I kind of wish it was more because the sort of wedding aspect. I kind of am like I'm less interested in that. I kind of I honestly would prefer if the film was just about this guy having to deal with the fact that his wife died and how he sort of moves on from that because i think that's a really interesting story the whole wedding okay. element i i think is just sort of like oh you know and, and and you know him having to deal with the death of his wife again it would sort of be a very plotless film like it it, it would also feel, i feel like be rather meandering but i feel like i would enjoy it more because the the the, the concept the idea of dealing with grief and loss is a is is a, is a, a concept uh, ideas that I really strongly connect with. You know, I you know dealt with that kind of thing. You know, and I, I think it it really, I think that would have made if if that's what this film was, I probably would have liked it a lot more. I again, I like the sort of that sort of bit towards the beginning where like just after his wife has died and he's just sort of just sort of bit going through the motions you know he like he opens like the the cabinet those cabinet doors and there's just like barely anything in the fruit you know in 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 the cabinet whatever like like that i really like that i like that as an idea and then it just sort of loses that and thus the film sort of becomes less interesting for me yeah i I do i do really like those first 20 minutes of the film where i have where he's writing the first letter the kid and he's mm-hmm. talking about all the things he doesn't like about his wife and then she dies immediately after and it's him reckoning with his feelings about her and then him also dealing with the grief and the loss like you mentioned and i do really like that stretch of the film and him uh when he's retiring and then he goes back in and they're kind of like trying to get rid of him when he goes back in all that mm-hmm. midlife crisis stuff i find 
quite compelling. It is. I agree with you. It loses a bit of steam as we get deeper into the weddings plot. Yeah, and um, I mean, also in this one we've got Kathy Bates. Yeah, I, I, I kind of it. The point of it is, it was to, is like that her character is to make me feel uncomfortable, but it really felt a bit like okay, we get the point. It sort of felt like the film, sort of. I was at a certain point. It was just like okay, you're just doing this to see how far you can go, and there's no real reason for any of this other than you just want to do this and i and i don't really like that when a filmmaker is doing something for the sake of it on you know because it feels like you we get the point relatively early on into meeting that character we understand that she's a bit can you know she's a bit weird you know this is a really fucking weird family and i'm like okay cool but it just keeps going on and then like when she gets into the hot tub i was like i I didn't i was gonna say you're telling me you didn't see her jump naked you didn't need to see her jump naked into the hot tub no no please (laughs) i don't no i didn't need to i didn't need to see that at all and i i think i i don't really know and no i do kind of get what it's saying like it's it it's sort of sparks a yeah realization in nicholson's character that like oh is this the right family for my daughter but it doesn't really feel like it's kind of developed enough i don't know it feels like it's trying to say something and the development of what it like it's trying to make a point but it feels kind of half-baked and i and i don't like i think i understand what it's saying but i also am just sort of like i don't either make that the film like i feel like it's a film of two halves and it's trying to do two separate things at once and it just does not work it feels like half of the film is trying to be this sort of emotional film about this guy dealing with with grief and the other half is him realizing that his daughter is going to marry into this weird ass family like i feel like that's two different stories and they don't come together in a way that feels that it feels sort of they feel sort of dis like disconnected plots like i feel like um and, and you know the film i sort of i read the i, I read the plot some before i watched it and i heard like oh it's a film about a guy sort of trying to reconnect with his daughter or something after the death of his wife or whatever and i was like okay i i like that but it never yeah it just doesn't feel developed it feels like that was an idea and it's still kind of there but it's not really explored in a way that i kind of wish it was yeah i um i i see i can't disagree with anything you're saying i think the only reason that it comes out positive it came out as a positive like a good positive film for me is just for whatever reason i think it's just the nicholson performance and i was just charmed by it but like i completely agree with everything you're saying about how the two parts feel disconnected and i think you could definitely make a film where you can connect him losing his wife and him wanting to reconnect with his daughter who's getting married to a guy that he mm-hmm. does not necessarily approve of. I think you could connect to those two parts. I think it just didn't mm-hmm. fully gel here into yeah. something as great as I wanted it to be or I think it had the potential to be. Yeah, I think I think as well, I feel like the film is... I feel like the film is kind of trying to do that and I, I think... Those two, yeah, like like you just mentioned, yeah, those two sort of elements, you can connect those. Like there's there's a very easy way to connect those two elements, but it just doesn't. It it does feel very disconnected, and I don't. 
And I like a lot of the ideas that the film's tackling and, 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 and tr- clearly trying to to portray. And I and I don't dislike the film, don't get me wrong. I know I'm complaining a lot about it, but I think it's 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 I was happy to watch it and I think it's a very sort of easy to watch film. It's just not a film that I see myself revisiting a whole lot because I just don't think there's as much to it in 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 sort of the way that I wish there was and and I find this with films a lot is I love what a film is like like, like this films I find I watch where I'm like I love like the concepts and the ideas and what that film is trying to do but it just never comes together in a way that works for me and and you know again that's completely like personal you know that's just how it works and I can understand like you know, I, I just, you know, again, I'm clearly not, you know, people, again, very, this is a very well, relatively well-liked film, and I just didn't connect with it, and yeah, the emo- the final scene, I, I, again, I liked that final scene in concept, it's just, I don't think it felt just, like, it didn't feel earned, like, could be like, okay, this scene, in, like, this scene, I, I like this scene, I like what it's doing, but I also think that this film, yeah, doesn't earn it. It's a solid film that never quite hits the hits the next level. And I think that it's a similar thing. It's covering a similar thematic ground that he would do much, much better in his career later on. So I don't. I never see a big need to revisit it either. No. Um... I mean, I give it a very, I, I give it a seven, I, I, a very like low seven, like it's, but it's a, like again, it was, I, I was perfectly happy to watch it, you know, and again, the Nicholson performance, it's, it's, it's Jack Nicholson, you can't really go too wrong with him as a, as, you know, as an actor, um, but it just felt, it, it didn't connect in a way that it so obviously wanted to. I I gave it a seven as well. It's my it's my second least favorite. I have Citizen Reef at a seven also, but I like Citizen mm. Reef just a tad more. So yeah. it is my second least favorite. Mm. And we move on to the final film in this week's episode, Sideways. There we go. Um, now this is one of your if if I remember correctly, this is one of your favorite films, just ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the short list for one of my favorite films ever, for sure. It's in my top five. Yeah, so I'll let you take the lead on this one, because I feel like you've got a lot more to say. Yes, so I'll just sit I've back and let this... you just take the lead. I've watched this many, many times, and I will continue to watch it many, many times in the future, and every single time I get something else out of it, Emotionally, thematically, it the I've been told in my life from friends who I've showed this film to that I think this is the number one reason I connect with it so much. That sometimes in my life I can resemble the Paul Giamatti character, and sometimes in my life I I resemble Thomas Hayden Church character. Uh, And I think my favorite thing about it is not even just talking about myself. I think you can see. People you know in every single one of these characters. I feel like I know a Miles. I feel like I know a Jack. I feel like I know a Maya. I've just, they're all, 
they're some of my favorite characters in film history. They're just, it's so well-crafted. Even though you don't really know too much about them as people, as the film goes on, you only learn about this weekend or week of their lives, whatever, and very little about their past. But mm. you still, they still feel so fully realized. They feel like real people. And my favorite kinds of films are the ones that have you feeling like you know these characters after just spending two hours with them or however long the film is. It, I'm also a big, I'm a big wine guy. I drink a lot of wine, so I can appreciate a lot of the in-jokes about wine that are in this film. Uh, I laugh every time when Paul Giamatti is like, I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. That's really funny. Um, when they're going on the wine tasting and he gets mad at Jack because Jack's chewing gum. It's hilarious because Paul Giamatti is just such this, he's like this complete pretentious stickler about the finer details of wine tasting, and then you just have Jack there who just wants to have a good time and get drunk, and he's fucking chewing gum. It, it's, it all feels like I've, I have been that guy. I've been drinking wine with my friends, and I'm drinking it for the taste, and my friends are just chewing gum, and I'm like, dude, come on. Like, it all, it all feels like stuff I have experienced in my life. In my life. It's, I know none of this is like particularly interesting about the filmmaking, and I will touch on that later. I just, the specific reason it's one of my favorites is because of the connections I can make with it and how sometimes when I'm sad in my life or I feel like my life's not where it's at career-wise or for whatever, romantic-wise, whatever, sometimes I can get down and feel like Jack, or not Jack, Miles in the film. And it's, I mean, I'm never going to have a temper tantrum like he does in the wine tasting where he pours the spit wine all over himself. But um, it's it's just... I, I know you're not as big of a fan of it, so I am interested. To, and when you talk about the things you have, like, I'm sure we'll get more into the actual filmmaking and the actual performances of it. I just, I wanted to get that in first of why it is such a personal favorite to me, because the characters, how many times I've seen the film, it, it means so much to me at this point. <laughs> okay. I, 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 don't get me wrong, I do like this film relatively speaking. I think it's probably my second favorite pain film that I've seen. Um but it does not connect with me uh in a way. Well first of all, it's a film about what well, I mean I that, that that sounds dismissive, but you know all the the wine talk I had no king interest in at all. I was I was just like I had no <laughs> I was like, I don't know what any of this means, and I just okay. It just felt like I'm. I imagine, I like, I assume that is the point that it feels so pretentious. Like, and I, and I, you know, it feels like that's kind of the point, and like that's what it's trying to do. But I was genuinely like, okay, drinking wine. I was just like, I, I don't. I've never. Well, I don't drink, so I want to make that clear. I'm not. I'm not someone who who drinks. Um, so I, I did think like it, it, it to me felt like I just couldn't connect. And I, and I think this film, again, it, it's sort of going for sort of an emotional angle. And again, I just could not connect with it in a way that it clearly wanted me to. And I think it, it, it really felt like, you know, like, again, I was happy to watch it, but I, I just did not have anything that i really like 
yeah, I just think it, it, it didn't, I didn't, wasn't able to connect with it in a way that I was clearly supposed to. I thought, like, performance-wise, it was all fairly all right. Besides Thomas Hedden Church, I actually thought Thomas Hedden Church was really great in it. But I think that it, as as a film, it just, again, it, it just felt like it was missing something that it like it feels like there was meant to be something else that i was able meant to take from it and i just wasn't able to or, or i i just didn't think the film put like was yeah gave me what gave me anything really major to te- in the sense of like i knew what it was doing and i knew what like i i could follow it and like but I just didn't. I and I could understand like some of like I like what it was saying and what sort of purpose was, but it just didn't land in a way that it obviously does for a lot of people. Again, this is sort of the pain film that I feel like gets sort of the most recognition generally. Like I think this is probably up there. Certainly one of his most well-regarded films. I mean, this was best picture nominated. It, it won screenplay, you know, like it, it did very well at the at the Oscars. Very um, critically acclaimed too. I think it has like cr- ninety four on Metacritic, something like that. Like it's critics really loved this thing. Yeah, um, like if I have to look at it, it, I think it's his second highest rated on IMDb. Yeah, as, as a film, though, it it it. it sideways it, it really didn't yeah i because because you were touching on sort of the uh sort of emotional aspect and how it sort of you connected with it and got a lot out of it and i just couldn't and i just didn't it, i i uh, is there sort of any specific elements in like anything particular particular about the uh it's that like I, I think it's what you. yeah i and i do think that connection is what takes it from merely thinking it's a good film to truly mm-hmm. loving it like i do i think for whatever reason i this is gonna i want to make okay so i want to choose my words carefully here because this is going to make me sound kind of pathetic if i'm not careful and i don't mean it like this but there is always something about i am i'm i'm always there's something about Films that have films or any sort of media that has a certain depiction of depression that uh, like in the way Miles has it here. That I don't want to say I relate to because that's wrong. I would not consider myself to be like a depressive person, but it's just it's mm-hmm. it's something I can empathize with and connect to. And even though mm-hmm. that's not really a battle I've fought uh, severely in my life or anything, there's just something about it that in every film that touches on it, I do get an emotional i do get something emotional out of it like steve carell's character in little miss sunshine uh, the tv show uh, bojack horseman like i i pull a lot emotionally from this kind of media and from these kinds of stories and there's something about mm-hmm. the depiction of the paul giamatti character in this that it feels like such a realistic depiction of depression to me where it's not depression like he's not like an emo guy who's constantly talking about like oh, I'm going to, like, go home and kill myself, or, like, it's not like that. Like, he's, yeah. it's, he's, he works a normal job, he's a teacher, he's clearly achieving below 
what he could be doing, because he's a smart guy. You can tell that in the film. It's like a perpetual underachiever. Uh, the, uh, a cinematic depiction of a perpetual underachiever, I can always find myself... I always just take a lot of, out of that. And I can't quite pinpoint why, because I would, like I said, I would not describe myself like that. It's just, I always take, a, I connect to it and I take a lot of emotionally. And the way it's depicted in this film specifically, uh, I do connect with it emotionally. Like, it's it's hard for me to really, like, dive deep into it because I feel like it's it's very, like you said, you understand what the film is going for. You understand everything like, there was nothing that confused you about it or anything. It's just really whether you connect to it or you don't. And I just found myself really connecting to it and the characters. Yeah. Um, to, to, to touch on, depre- like, because uh, I've talked to people about depression in media, and, and I was talking to someone, and they, uh, they, they feel that In Bruges is the sort of best portrayal of depression in That's a film. another one of my and, favorite films. And to be fair, I think I would agree with that yeah i think it yeah the the this film really yeah it, it it very much depends of like yeah can you connect you know because yeah you sort of got the two you've got paul giamatti's character who just sort of like he just wants to be tasting wine you know he wants to be you know and and really sort of you know take this all in and then thomas hayden church is much more free just like just you know drinking wine and and cheating on his fiance like it's 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 a very different uh chat but yeah to, to sort of touch on the performances i think yeah it's a, a solid paul giamatti performance uh probably my favorite of his i think it's a really yes yeah, solid uh, yeah i think he, he gives a good performance. not i don't think it's quite my favorite but it's it is it's it is a solid turn from him um thomas hayden church I really like Thomas Hayden Church, and I don't know what he's ever done to uh, to earn that. Oh, oh that's right. he's the verminator in Over the Hedge. That's oh, that's yeah. what that's where it comes from. And it, it, like, I think he's <laughs> legitimately great in that film, to be honest. And I think, yeah, he, he's because he he is a very much sort of the 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 light hearted sort of comedy of the film. You know, I think he. Um, yeah, I think he brings a real comedic edge to it. And again, I think Alexander Payne, when he goes for comedy, like I do think he's very good at going for more comedic moments as opposed to sort of yeah, the more emotional ones. So I think that's why I like Thomas Hayne Church so much because his character is quite comedic and quite funny. Yeah. Um, I do want to, I'm glad you brought up Thomas Hayne Church though. That actually brings me to another point I did want to make. When uh, I really like how the film it shows like two completely different sides of like fractured masculinity because Paul Giamatti is a far more typical like depressed character in that like he feels stuck in his job, he can't get his book he wants right off the ground, he's divorced, like blah blah all that. But Thomas Hayden Church, he plays like almost like an equally broken guy, but not in a traditional sense at all. Like, he's broken mm. in the sense of he can't commit to mm. this clearly lovely woman that he is engaged to. Uh, like, he was, yeah. his entire goal of going into this bachelor party is he wants to get laid. He wants to have his last hurrah to cheat on her. And then there's this scene, yeah. the scene that I love that on rewatch. It always sticks out to me is when they're at the hotel bar 
and he's telling Paul Giamatti, he's like, it's like, I'm having second thoughts. Like, let's bail on this. Let's, uh, you open up a wine store. We'll move out here. I will leave my fiance at the altar, basically. And you can tell, because it says in the film that they were college roommates, and you can tell, despite how Paul Giamatti is the much more classically broken guy, so much of his life probably was spent having to talk Thomas Hayden Church's character down from these ledges because he's so impulsive and he's as equally fucked up as Paul Giamatti's character and just in a different mm-hmm. way and in a less obvious way. Yeah, I think and I think his stuff is sort of the more interest. I, I don't know if it's more like theoretically the Paul Giamatti stuff is more well, I guess it depends really. I think it would come down to yeah, writing as to which sort of like, because I think, because Thomas Hayden Church, sort of on the surface, his character is far more comedic, but sort of as the film progresses and sort of as it goes on, you can see there's a lot more to him than is initially, initially uh, a shot. Like, you know, he could have just been this one note character who's just sort of the co- the comic relief, but as we see, as it sort of follow, as we follow through the story, yeah, he's like, makes it clear, like, he's not entirely sure of, like, this is what he wants to be doing, you know, and I think it, um... And he's he's clinging to an acting career that has clearly passed him by. He was, like, a like a young, a TV star is, like, a much younger guy, obviously, and he's still trying to cling to want to be an actor. Like, there's a lot more to that character than just, like, goofy friend who wants to get laid. Like, you see that yeah. in a lot of road trip movies, and there's clearly a lot more to this character. But yeah, so yeah, sort of Paul Giamatti and Thomas H. Church, they're, they're, they're the main two that we follow, but, you know, we sort of meet sort of a few other people. There's um, Sandra O oh and Stephanie, who Thomas H. Church is cheating with. Of course, she doesn't know, and then she can beats the shit out of him when she finds out. And then, yeah, there's Virginia Madsen as Maya, who and I, again, I think you know, it's sort of as an overall feeling. I do think like it's a it's a solid cast. Like they all do a decent job. But the, the beyond like Giamatti and Church, I don't really love any of the other perform. I, I I wouldn't even say I love Paul Giamatti, but I do think he's fairly solid. It's but like it's Tom, Thomas Hayden Church is the performance that I really like in this. But I, I think. Sort of, yeah. The the film, sort of, as a general, sort of in a general sense, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's 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 solid, and it it. This is very much that kind of film that I can, that I can appreciate. Like, it, the, you know, I get this with films, you know, relative, not all the time, but I do get it where I can appreciate when a film is like doing something, and like I don't like connect with it, but I understand why it is a film that. Um, like yeah, it's just not a film that I'm I can I connect with in a way that it does for you know, and and that's not a problem. You know, it's for, I, I I connect emotionally with films that other people don't, and yeah. this just is not that kind of film that I can connect with in the sense of it 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 is trying to you know, and I and I don't mind, and I do like what it's trying to say, but it's the way in which it's portrayed that doesn't land for me. Like, I can, I, I, I find this a lot, I appreciate what a film's trying to do, but it's just the way that it's done that matters, and I don't think it, this film necessarily does it in a way that I'm particularly 
Uh, again, it's also a very meandering film. Like I think <laughs> Alexander Payne's films, be, be, besides Election, really feel very meandering, and they're kind of there's not really that much plot to them. They're just sort of things happening, which isn't like which I don't necessarily mind per se, but they do feel very meandering and just sort of like because. And I think the reason why Election works so well is like there's a, a very definitive plot in that like you can see like there's an a to b sort of these things happen whereas i feel like about schmidt and sideways and all that they they feel sort of like yeah they're just sort of things happening and there's no yeah they're they're, they're, i I want to say there's no plot but they are kind of just things happening they're sort of more yeah there's yeah the plot is not really as much of a focus it's sort of just yeah, things their character happening driven. for a couple Their character hours. driven more than plot driven. It's and uh, one scene that I do want to shout out that I think it's just really well written by Payne and uh, Jim Taylor, who's his longtime writing partner. He writes most of his scripts with him, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Is the scene where Yamati uh, and Madsen are talking to each other outside the ho- outside of Sandro's house, and they're talking about their favorite wines and what they like about their favorite wines. And they're clearly like they're describing themselves through the wine. Like Paul Giamatti is talking about how like a Pinot Noir is a it's a grape that needs to be it needs to be nurtured and only the right kind of person can really help it fulfill its potential. And uh Virginia Madsen, when she's talking about her favorite wine, she's like clearly talking about her and her recent divorce. Um I just think I that's I just think that's really good writing. And um I don't even know if I necessarily caught that on first watch because the first time I watched this film, I was like 16. So I may not have even picked up on that. But on future watches, I definitely picked it up that they're they're clearly describing themselves. And I thought that was an interesting way to do that rather than you would see in a worse film. You'd see like two people who kind of like each other. The dialogue would be a lot more obvious. Yeah. Um, I, I And I think this is a film that potentially I could... But this does scream to me like a film that sort of you might appreciate more the older you... Like, again, it it sort of depends. Yeah, it feels like this could be something that you connect with more the older you get. And I'm not not saying that will happen, of course, but I'm saying I think this film... Because it's sort of dealing with, like, a midlife crisis, I'd say. That's sort of the impression that it gives. You know, he's he's sort of... um, Yeah. Doing all and Thomas Aiden Church too in yeah. a different way, but yeah, yeah, and, and the way in which they, I do like how they have sort of they're both sort of going through sort of similar things, but they, the way they deal with them are very very different. Like Paul Giamatti is just like I'll just drink and I'll get drunk, and Thomas Hayden Church is like I'm just gonna have sex. Like <laughs> that's that's the way that he's planning to deal with them. I think that's interesting, and again, it's sort of interesting in you know, the way in which a film can portray uh, sort of the same thing, like that, like, like having characters dealing with the same thing, but the way in which it portrays that thing, I think is really great, and I really appreciate yeah. that. It'd be a lot more it, boring if they were both just, like, alcoholics who were uh, depressed in that way. I think it's a lot more interesting, and I'd buy their friendship a lot more, because they're kind of going through the same thing, but in such a different way. Like, it makes their friendship far more interesting to me. 
because sort of beforehand, I kind of, you know, this film, I again, I'd read the plot synopsis and I was just like, oh, it's just about two friends going on a bachelor. You know, like, it, it theoretically shouldn't be that. It, you know, it's people going on a a bachelor trip. But like, obviously, you know, like, something's obviously going to happen, you know, just a lot, like, because of how filmmaking works. But it, it yeah. the idea of these kind of dealing with sort of depression and, and sort of that kind of thing and the ways in which they you know because i think depression and the way it's portrayed in media sometimes can be really well done and sometimes it can be offensively bad and i think this is yeah, sometimes the... it's like the sun did you see the sun last year i have not seen the sun oh my god talk about offensively bad depictions of depression <laughs> jesus yeah and yeah it's i i think depression is a is an idea as like a as a theme in a film you it needs to be done well because it it can feel yeah very it can feel exploitative is is the real thing is it's like it does it and it feels and i don't think sideways does i feel like it it, it not like it doesn't like connect with me but i doesn't feel like there's it doesn't feel like it's it doesn't feel offensive. It, it it feels like like I know what it's doing and I don't connect with it, but I can see how one could like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a caricature of depression. Yeah, it's not. It's very uh, I don't think anybody could reasonably accuse it of that, for sure. Yeah, it's like I, I think you could Yeah, like you could say that you don't connect with like I, I think you know it's fair if you don't connect with it but say but i don't think you can fault it on the basis of how it portrays depression i don't think you could fault it in that aspect yeah definitely not it's not a it's not a manipulative or exploitative film at all yeah, no, it does. It's not trying to like you know. It's being emotional, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to get you. Like like as we mentioned with about Schmidt, like about Schmidt, that final scene is so obviously trying to make you cry, exactly. and I don't There's think side, sideways. sideways yeah, sideways isn't really trying to do that. I feel like it's it's, and and that's probably why I like it because it doesn't feel like it's trying to make you get emotional. It's just sort of showing these things. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and I think that's sort of always a, a tough sort of level because because some films are very like very much like okay, you're I obviously see that you're trying to get me emotional, and yeah, it just doesn't connect. And I, and I not to say that this film got me emotional, but it never felt it felt like sincere in in the sense of like like some films like go for emotional moments they don't they feel incredibly insincere. And like they're just trying to get you to feel this certain way without actually earning that. I mean, I think it's, I I think it's the crown jewel of his career. It's his. It's his. I know you prefer election. There's a lot of people who do prefer election, and I think that's fair. But for my money, this is his. Um, this is his magnum mm. opus. Like, um, I just think yeah, I... everything came together so perfectly here. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I and I can understand why. Like it's just, it's just it doesn't. Yeah, I don't connect with it, and I I see how it could like it is able to connect with people, but I'm not one of those people. 
so I just can't fully love this film. Like it, yeah. it, it as a as a film, it I understand what it's doing. I like what it's doing, and there's some scene. You know, I do like. There are some scenes. There are some moments and and stuff that I do really enjoy about it, but it just doesn't fully come come together for me as a, as a, as an as as a whole. It feels sort of more. Yeah, it just doesn't completely land in a way that I wish it did. Um, like I, I wish I loved this film more because there's so much about it that I do love. It's just, yeah, the portrayal of what it's doing is not doesn't connect just, to me. You just didn't get the emotional connection from and that's fine. I mean, I've, like like you said, different films connect with different people in different ways. Yeah, um, so, so I give it a 7. Uh, you know, a fairly sturdy 7 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a 10 for me, since I said it's one of my favorite films. Yeah, I am really interested when we do part two. I'm, I'm the one I'm really because I know you've seen the holdovers, so I do kind of know your thoughts on that. But the one I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on when we do part two is the descendants. Um, I think I found sort of so far in the films that I've seen of um, Alexander Payne, I just. I, yeah, I I, kill it. I get more out of the comedy elements. I, I, as I mentioned, I, I thought Election is his, my favorite film of his. So it very, but the emotional side doesn't work as well. But I don't know. Maybe that's because these because we've only really touched on the sort of early part, the the sort of the, the first half of his career, and maybe he'll sort of mature more as a filmmaker and he'll be able to uh, get more like be able to hone it a bit more potentially i don't know i don't i haven't seen descendants or anything i've seen holdovers but i haven't seen descendants or nebraska or downsizing yet although i'm not i haven't heard a good word about downsizing so yeah um but i think that's pretty much it for part one unless there's anything else that you wanted to um to say uh no i think i got everything i needed to say um, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, well, if anyone wants to follow me on Letterboxd, it's my username is just my name, Zachujiro. Uh, same thing on Twitter. You can follow me there. See me tweet about sports or about films. I do plenty of both. Or also check out uh, the Midnight Critics Circle, which we're both a part of, and we both have reviews published on there if you want to. Uh, see what I've written about certain films or see our awards because those are coming up real soon. Yeah, so thank you all for listening to this week's episode. This is episode 141. I think I, I lose track of episodes. There's, there's a lot of episodes. So you've got there's a massive back catalogue of film of episodes you can go back and listen to. So literally, you've got this is the f- like the fourth year. This is the beginning of the fourth year I'm doing this. You've got You've got three years wow. worth of, of, of episodes to go back and, and listen to. Um, and uh, next week's episode is going to be uh, good because that will be, it'll be the anniversary of when I started this show. I started the show January 24th, and that's next Wednesday. So that's when part two of this will be out. So that's going to be yeah, it's the anniversary episode of this show. Uh, so yeah, listen to all the 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 previous episodes uh follow the social medias 
Instagram, Facebook, if if you if you so choose to. Yeah, I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, William F. Easy, it should be easy to find. Uh, yeah, Midnight Critic Circle. I'm also a member of that. I I, I do some writing occasionally for that. And um, yeah, I I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye.